Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Once again, I just want to say happy Father Day to all the dads that are out there. Amen. You guys are awesome. Hallelujah. Uh, we do have a, a gift for you that we will give, uh, present to you at the end of the service. Amen. As well as raffling out uh, another gift for one lucky father that gets to go and go shopping. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Get some uh, shirts, some pants or something. Amen. Praise God. But today I want to minister a message entitled, A Father's Influence. A Father's Influence. Amen. Uh, as my wife was sharing about her dad, there was an influence that was made in her life by her daddy. Amen. There's, a, there's, a, there's an influence that made impact inside her life. Amen. And see, you have to understand, dads, that your influence to your children is more than you know. Come on. And as fathers, we don't realize how much their lives, listen, how much their lives and future depend on us as dads. Moms have their part, amen, but kids, I can tell you right now, really look at dad for influence. They look for dad for direction. They look for dad for praise, and they look towards dad for approval. My, my kids have always fought for the approval of me. They, they always want my approval, amen. You know, mom's cool, but they want dad's approval, amen. Moms, you're cool, amen, hallelujah. But they want dad's approval. They want to they, they they see us, they want uh, us to notice what they're doing, uh, the good job that they're doing. They want the praise from us. Uh, we want to, you know, they want to they hear from us, you know, I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, daughter. All these things. They're looking for praise and approval from dad. Good or bad, listen. Fathers influence their children. The definition of influence is this. The power or the capacity of causing an effect indirect. I remember when I was a little boy, amen, and as uh, my wife was sharing about her dad, I lost my father many, many years ago, amen, uh, more than 20 years that I lost my dad, amen. And, and my, my dad, you know what? Uh, he was always in the garage. I don't know if you ever had a garage dad, amen. My, my dad, that was his place on the weekends, amen. It was in the garage. And so every, every, every weekend he'd be out there, amen. And so I would go to the garage, and he was always doing something on the car, amen, always working on the car. We never had new cars, amen. We had, we had the ones that we had to keep fixing, amen, in order to run the next week, amen, hallelujah. Whether, whether, whatever it may be, amen, whether it was brakes or oil changing, uh, alternators, water pump. I mean, my dad was doing something in that garage. Uh, you know, if you guys, uh, maybe a few years ago, I brought my, my, my dad's uh, uh, toolbox. I ministered on the, on, the, on the toolbox. Amen. And I still have that toolbox today. He gave me that toolbox when I had my first car. And so this is something that dad imported uh, or put in, in my life. Amen. So I would go out there to see what he was doing as a little kid. Whoa, there it is, amen. That's how I would go out there, like, boom. 
But I would go always out there. You know, he's like, what is dad doing, amen? He's, he's in the garage. And so I would go out there, and he'd be underneath the car, and he'd be all greased up, fixing whatever needed to be fixed, amen? And when I looked at my dad, and he was all greased up, I thought, I said, I said man, that's cool. I, 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 I would go down there to see exactly what he was doing underneath it. And so my dad had an influence on me that he wasn't even aware of. Come on, it caused an, uh, an effect in my life indirectly. And because of him, I've learned how to change the oil on my car. I learned how to change an alternator, come on, a generator, and all those other things, amen. It was because the, the, the indirect influence that dad had on my life, amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. And, and so I want to tell my wife right now, as my wife was saying, though, the things that, that dad uh, or he would go to her dad to say, I'm going to work it out. She worked it out on getting her a good husband. Hallelujah. <laughs> Your dad did okay. Amen. He allowed me to marry you. Amen. <laughs> but he kept an eye on me. <laughs> but from there on, everywhere my dad went, I was there. If he was going to the market, I wanted to go market uh, the market with him. If he was going somewhere to go buy something at the heart or, or at the auto parts store, I wanted to be there. I want to see how he talked, how how he ordered the part, how whatever he was doing, I wanted to be there. My my dad was a big influence in my life, amen. And and and, and it wasn't uh, he wasn't a, a saved man. He was a hardworking man, just like my father-in-law was. Amen. Uh, he took care of the bills. He had some problems. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. And and uh, but but uh, he got saved at the end. Hallelujah. He's saved and he's waiting for me when I get up there. Amen. But you know what? Uh, he had a big influence that that made who I am right now and how I operate in life and how I work hard in life is through the influence of my dad. You know, my son Nick one day thanked me for showing him how to budget uh, and make wise decisions with his money. And, and, and I had to influence my son indirectly because I never taught him that. He just seen it in me. He seen how I would take care of the bills and how I would budget and how I would do things, amen. And once in a while he would ask questions, amen. But my daughter, Sharice, and, and, and Brandon, uh, the same thing is from them. They, they, they know how to budget money. Because of that. Fathers, we're, we're not even aware. Listen, we're not even aware how much influence that we have on our children. Your, your life, fathers say my life, come on, preaches more loudly than your lips. Your life preaches more loudly than your lips. It's by your actions and by the things that you do. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6 says this, train up a child the way he or she should go, and when he or she is old, they will not depart from it. Come on. I mean, that's so true. Come on. You, you, you teach them. You continue to pour inside their lives. You continue to direct them. See, God is looking for fathers that, that will influence. Uh, God is looking for fathers that will train up their children. Amen. Be compassionate. Come on. Come on. I mean, that we need compassionate fathers out there. Come on, I know that sometimes we got to be stern, uh, stern and, 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 and uh, be firm with our children, but how many know that they need some love from Daddy? Come on. How many enjoy the love from the Father, our Heavenly Father, amen? They, 
love, all, people are always looking for love. Not only approval, but love. And so they're looking for fathers of compassion. God is looking for fathers of courage. Come on. Fathers are called to be courageous in trying times. Come on. We're living in those days right now. Come on. What is daddy going to do through the panic? Uh, What is daddy doing through the crisis? Uh, What is daddy doing? What's hitting our nation? Uh, Are we with the world? Are we standing what God says? Amen. Are we doing a positive influence upon them? Or are we doing a negative influence on them? Amen. Everything right now, especially in trying times or or hard times or or, or times that seem scary, our children, listen, dads, look to us. What's dad going to do? If dad's calm, hey, everything's going to be cool. Right? If, if dad is, is handling it and, and, and dad's not panicking, then your kids are going to be okay. Can somebody say amen? See, fathers that offer bold faith. God is looking for that. Amen. Solid scriptural leadership inside the home where the entire family will benefit. See, you, you fathers have a great role. You fathers have a great influence, amen, that does impact indirectly to those that are watching you, amen. You got to understand they're looking for strong leadership. What we need today, amen, is strong leadership inside our homes, amen, as dads, amen, to our children, amen, showing them this is how we do the things when things come against us. And when you do that, church, your entire family will benefit from that. There's a famous saying that everybody probably knows here. Like father, like. Come on, like father, like son. And I believe that so many of us today, in one way or another, are a byproduct of our environment. Can somebody say amen? Meaning that where you grew up, amen, where you were raised or how you are raised is who you are. Come on, somebody. Come on, some will debate this, amen, but if you grew up in a gang-infested area, most likely you became a byproduct of that environment. You only hear a few success stories of kids that come out of that type of environment without any effect. Most of us had to fight our way out of that. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we just became a byproduct, amen. It's just part of how we how we live and how, how we do our things, amen. It's because of the environment around us. We are a byproduct of our home environment right now, amen, due to the influence of parents, how they have it upon their children, whether it's good or whether it's bad. You're having influence. Can somebody say amen? See, in the Old Testament, amen, we discover some real factors or real facts concerning parental influence, amen. In supporting the theory like father, like son, we see the influence that King David had on his two sons, Abnon and Absalom, amen. They were both good and bad. Come on, we see that the sexual sin uh, in David's life with Bathsheba, amen. How many more remember that story, amen? Uh, Come on, and how it turned and led into murder, right? Come on, we see the same sin duplicated in the lives of David's sons. Come on, David's son, Ablon, raped his half-sister, amen, and David's other son, Absalom, got him drunk and had him killed. We see in the Old Testament that wicked kings produce wicked sons, amen. But on the other hand, we see godly kings produce godly sons. In 1 Kings chapter 22, 52 says this, He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, 
following the ways of his father and committing the same sin his father had caused Israel to commit. But on the other hand, amen, we have seen fathers who have trained their sons and daughters, amen, to live a life pleasing to the Lord, fathers who would guide their children, amen, in the ways of God. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 11 to 13 says this, I will teach you wisdom's way and lead you in the straight path. And when you walk, you will not, uh, you, uh, you won't be held back. Where you run, you won't stumble. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them for they are the key to life. Amen. Fathers, I'm here to proclaim to you that your role as a father is not simply making babies. I said the role as a father is not simply making babies. That does not give you the title of father. Come on. You've got to understand today, church, that you are potential history makers. Come on. That means that you have power to influence and change lives. You've got to remember that, church. Your influence on your sons and daughters is by setting a good example for them to follow, producing someone, listen, that can make a difference in this world. Come on, that is your job, fathers, amen, that you are, are history makers to your kids, amen. That if you can influence them in the right way and set some great examples, amen, they can turn out to be someone great. Come on, they can turn out to be the president of the United States, amen. They can turn out to be the greatest preacher, worship leader, amen. Whatever it is, it lies in your hands, Father. And that's why we have to make sure that we're doing the job, that we're leading with good examples to follow, amen and setting our place in our homes. Can somebody say amen? amen. As fathers, I, I, as me as a father, I, I felt short in many ways. Come on, but it doesn't matter how we started, dads, amen. It's how you finish. Come on, somebody. And today you have a chance, amen, to become the greatest father because Jesus Christ lives inside your life, amen. Come on, somebody. My influence has changed. My, my examples are better ever since Jesus became part of my life. Come on, it should be gooder and gooder, right? We should get better and better in everything that we do because Jesus is in our lives, amen. We came in broken, amen. We came in confused. We came in by a byproduct of our environment, amen. But then Daddy comes into our life. Our Heavenly Father comes into our lives, amen. And he starts to direct those things, amen, that our Daddy, earthly Daddy, didn't teach us. Like I said, not all things are bad, amen. My, my dad was not a godly example to my life, but he showed me how to work. He showed me how to budget. He showed me how to do things and run my house, amen, in the ways that he, he taught, his father taught him. But then there was many things that said, man, that's not how we do it. When your heavenly father comes, teaches you how to love, teaches you compassion, teaches you how to hold your anger. Teaches you how to forgive. Come on, somebody. Teaches you how to love your wife, amen, and treat them right, amen. Come on, these are things that our Heavenly Father teaches us. And when we come, become a man of God, and when we give our lives to Jesus, and when he starts to live and start our lives, dads, amen. Come on, you got to understand that your influence has to change. 
Come on now, your examples have to change, amen. Come on, the Bible says, you know, come on, that we are transformed what? By, by the renewing of our minds, amen. And when we can renew our minds as dads today, because I'm speaking to dads today, amen, if we can renew our minds and then we can know how to serve God. Come on, then we will know his will. Come on, somebody. The will, the will of God is to tell us, is to teach us, amen, how to raise our children. And Psalms 103.13 says this, Just as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. See, a compassionate father is one who loves the Lord and loves his family wholeheartedly. Happy will be the child who cries because their father loves them. A, a wise father hates sin, listen, in order to love his children. See, when you love your children, you hate sin. Because you don't want them to give bad examples. You don't want to mislead them in sin. Amen. You don't want to show bad examples in front of them. And when you really love your children, you don't sin in front of them. The book of Proverbs shows a man how he finds a good woman. Amen. And shows his son how to avoid a bad one. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, no. See, my prayer has always been for my kids, my grandkids now, my granddaughter. I pray for a godly, godly, godly wives for my, my grandsons. For my son who's not married, my oldest, I, I pray for a godly man for my granddaughter. Though I don't want to release her right now, but I'm just saying I'm praying for that man. Come on, I'm praying, but I pray that they don't just look at the physical, but look at the heart of the person. Come on, not just be attracted to what they like in a person, but to look to see the heart of someone. That God opened their eyes, that, that someone just doesn't come and sweep my granddaughter off her feet. Just by his, his thinking he's all cool or, or whatever it is, amen. Because he's going to have to pass this test with me first. And I know that daddy's going to be there and everybody else, amen. But grandpa, oh, watch out. <laughs> I may not have a physical gun, but I have some guns, hallelujah. <laughs> That's my dad. You got to understand, fathers, our role as we go to the end times. Revival, the last days and before Christ returns, involves, listen, father and child relationships. I want you to turn to Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. And it says this Look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of the father to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. See, this is the part right here. This part is the last prophecy in the Old Testament, and it concerns the return of the prophet Elijah, amen, who came in the form of John the Baptist, amen. But he will appear again from heaven shortly before the coming of the Lord or before the second coming of Christ. You see, before Christ's return, the spirit of Elijah will come to the earth restoring, listen, relationships of father and their children. At that time, it's going to be one of the greatest spiritual awakenings. You see, God places importance 
on the family. At that time, the hearts of fathers and their children, uh, uh, all children and parents, amen, will turn to one another and be united in Christ. At that time, the hearts of fathers and their children will come together. Amen. There's going to be a, a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It says it's going to pour out upon all flesh. Somebody say all flesh. All flesh causing fathers to children and children back to their fathers. Come on, if you have a backslidden daughter or son, guess what? In the last days, the Spirit of God is going to draw you guys back together and unite you together. Amen. Your sons, your daughters will be saved. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. This is part of the last day revivals of linking our hearts back together and linking them back to the Father. That's why you can rest right now and don't worry, but trust God. Come on, somebody. Come on. Uh, don't worry about your children. If you have influence and you have trained them up, amen, the word of God, uh, that seed is inside of them, amen, and it will come to life. Dads, keep loving your kids. Just love them. I, I realize, you know, with my son, I could not just keep preaching to him. I had to just love him. Come on, somebody. How do you love somebody out of something? You, you know, how do you change them? You just love them out. You just love them. You want somebody saved and set free? Love them. Show them the love of God. Amen. That's all they need. Amen. There is power in the love of God. There is power in that church. Come on. Love. Amen. That conquers all things. Amen. You love. You be proud. I am proud of my son. Come on, I love my son, amen, and we have a great relationship right now. Our battle is now, you know what, this and that. I can say I'm praying for you, son, but I know that deep down, when all this is said and done, amen, my son will be standing with me up there in the heavenlies, amen. It's like, Dad, I made it. Thank you for showing me a great example. Thank you for showing me how to fight, amen, and not give up on your marriage. Come on, come on, Dad, you have, you have a great influence. See, the reason for all that is this, church. One of the greatest sins of God's people in the Old Testament had been this. The failure of fathers to love their sons and daughters. Love them enough to teach them the ways and the commands of God. And it still happens, listen, sadly, in the church today. See, one of the most important goals of the gospel has always been to reestablish God within family, to correct relationships between father and their children. So how is this done? It's preached, it's due through the preaching of repentance. How many know that we need to repent, church? Come on, we 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 gotta understand. Uh, come on, we need to repent. I'm talking to the church. I'm not talking to the sinner. I'm talking to the church. The church needs to repent. The church needs to see, uh, come on, uh, your children need to see their father repented. And say, you know, son, uh, you know what, daughter, what I was doing was wrong. Uh, you know what, the way I treated that was wrong. Uh, when I said that, it was wrong. Uh, come on, uh, you got you to gotta come to peace and say, God, you know, you're going to have to serve. You're going to tell your children, you know what, those things are done. Uh, and you got to show them that you are a father that repents. You got to reestablish lordship of Christ in your lives and in your homes. Fathers fail today. Fathers fall today because there's not a lordship back in their house. 
It's not in their lives. It's not established in their lives. And they're not establishing inside their homes. Come on, we need to be fathers to say, in this house, we serve the Lord. Uh, come on, in this house, uh, we serve God. In this house, we don't do that. In this house, this is the way we handle things. There has to be lordship. If we're struggling with that, then we got to reestablish or rededicate our lives to the Lord. We have to repent. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but when I do something that's not right or say something that's not right, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is the first one to convict me. He comes and says, the way you handled that boy, I don't know. Or, or he'll come and say, call her up and apologize. And I said, no, you tell her. <laughs> but then he says, son, I said, I know, I know. We don't dial numbers anymore, just one, amen. <laughs> Babe, my bad. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong, church. It's just getting things right. It's just getting things right. Doing what the Lord's telling you to do. Having that relationship with the Holy Spirit. You know, that's why it's so important to say, Holy Spirit, come. Come in my life because you know what? I don't know what to do. Because you know what? There's still sin within me. Come on, somebody. Come on, there's things inside of me. that The Holy Spirit's not in operation in my life. And guess what rises up? My flesh. And come on, come on. Willpower doing the right thing runs out so far. But if you're not Holy Ghost filled, amen, you're going to do some wrong things. You're going to say some wrong things. You're going to let the best get out of you, amen. That anger, whatever it is that, 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 that you deal with, amen. So Holy Spirit, come. You gotta teach me. You gotta help me. You gotta teach me your ways. You gotta help me the situation. You gotta, you gotta help me with my wife. You're gonna help me with my children. You're gonna help me in my job. Amen. You're gonna help me with my boss. Amen. That's driving me nuts. Amen. Holy Spirit, come. Come on, somebody. There are times and moments that I have to go to that restroom and get a hold of God before I get back on that floor and I want to knock out a salesperson. Amen. For lying to me. Amen. You know what? I say, you know what? God has my back. God will expose or God will just take care of me. He always does. Amen. He always does. If he owns everything and has all the monies of the world and all the cattle church, someone ripped me off, takes some money out of my pocket. God will replace it somewhere else. I don't need to fight for it. I don't need to trip on it. I just need to trust him. And God, you'll never let me down. Has he let you down? If you really think about it, have he, has he ever let you down? Right? We have disappointed him. We have done the wrong things. We have made the wrong choices. And so there's nothing that we can blame God why he wasn't there or whatever you did. Because most of the time, most of the time, it was us making our mistakes. Come on, somebody say amen. And there's times where I made mistakes and I had to confess. I had to do the things because the Holy Spirit's right there saying, come on, son, get it right. It's not about being right right here. It's not about, it's just doing the right thing or the righteous thing. Come on, somebody. Come on, I'd rather have peace and then, then battle and, and all that other stuff. Amen. Why, why are you going to go through all that? You know what? I'm going to listen to the Holy Spirit and I'm just going to do things right. 
If the church, listen, fails to become what God wants us to be, one of the reasons may be this, this, listen, that once again, the father's hearts have forsaken their children. If you, if you turn on the TV today, that is what you see in the, on TV right now in this world. Fathers that have forsaken their children. Fathers that did not influence and train their children right. Fathers that, that, that were not part of their lives. And that's when you see chaos. That's when you see uh, anger, hatred. And I'm not saying we, we don't get angry over dis, uh, injustice, church. Don't get me wrong on that. But I wonder how many of their fathers were in their lives to help them, to guide them. In all our lives, church, there's, there's people that the father came and just did his part in making the baby but not raising the baby. And that's a big problem in the world today, church. That's a big problem in the church today. And if we don't get our relationship with, 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 with each other right as families, as fathers and children, then when this revival comes, guys, we're going to miss it. We've got to come back together. If we forsake our children by failing to love them, spending time with them, teach them God's word and righteous standards, as a result, the children will reject their own fathers and God's ways. Because nothing was ever taught to them. Now I'm not talking about the prodigals. I was raised in church, and I was a prodigal saying, you know what, I'm going to go chase the world right now. Most of us are falling to that, right? But let me tell you, the seed was in there that brought me back. The prayers were within me that brought me back. Come on, these are, these are the fathers, these are the mother's prayers. And the seed of them teaching me. I just made a choice. We all have choices, right? We can do good, we can do bad. Whatever it is, the choice is yours. But it's those things that, that were influenced in my life that when the, when, the, when the focal turned on, or the light turned on, come on, we realized, you know, what the heck am I doing here? Right? Did your focal turn on? <laughs> come on, because, our, you know, our, our, our light was off, amen. We were lost in our sin. There was darkness, amen. Uh, but when the light comes on, then we realize, man, Everything that the Father taught us, everything that, that Mama taught us, all, all, that, all that starts to come back, and you realize, you look at your life, what have I done? Just like the prodigal son, and when he was in that pig pen, uh, eating uh, and looking at the pig food, thinking, man, his, he was hungry and wants to eat, and realized, he said, the Bible says he came to his senses. The focal turned on, hallelujah. Come on, the light came on and said, what am I doing here? Come on, man, my, my father loves me and I'm here. When he went back home, who did he go? To daddy. Who was waiting for him? Daddy. Every day, every day, he would walk out with a cup of coffee, and look right over the, over the hills and say, this is the day my son's coming home. It's the day that my daughter's coming home. Daddy's out there. Mama's still praying inside the house. But daddy's anxious. Where's my boy at? Where's my girl at? Every day he waited patiently. And when he saw him, he knew it was him. 
Come on. He, he know, I mean, you know your kids. <laughs> they have either that walk or whatever, or they're a little goofy. <laughs> That's my son. That's my boy. <laughs> That's my girl right there. I, I know them. But the father noticed him. But he didn't run to him. He stood there and he said, I know that's my boy. He's a little dirty. Stinks a little bit. You can see a lot of world on him. And the son came prepared with the speech that he was thinking about in that pig pen. What he's going to tell daddy. But daddy didn't even listen to the speech. I showed him love. Didn't preach to him. I told you you'd be back, boy. Oh, no. He embraced him. And while he was right in the middle of his speech, he just, ah, you're home. I already know. I know. I know. And he started hugging him. Telling him, come on. Bring out the robe. Bring out the ring. Put on some new sandals on my boy. And let's kill the fatted calf because we're having Gardner Sala today. Put on that barbecue on. Put on the flame. Come on. Turn on the Craigers, the Traegers, and all those things. Amen. Craigers. What the heck is that? Amen. I sell them. Amen. Hallelujah. They're Traegers. Hallelujah. Craigers. Amen. I think those are rims. Hallelujah. <laughs> you guys didn't get it? But the father's the one that celebrated with the son. This boy of mine was lost, but now he's found. And see, that's what we got to display to our, our kids. That same model of the father in that story to our children when they come back home. And that's just to love them and to accept them as they are. We're, 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 I'm not here to change you, son. I'm here to help you. I'm here to just to love you. I'm not here to point the fingers of what you've done wrong or go through the list of the wrongs in your life when you come back home or things that you need to do. You just love them, and you train them, and you teach them, and you influence them again. But the greatest influence right now, church, what this world needs and what our children need today is love. Simply love your kids. Because I can tell you, every kid wants that love. Because with that love comes approval and acceptance. Love them. Can somebody say amen? It's a call of God for fathers to take their role by bringing lordship into their lives and back to their homes. Amen? Causing the father's hearts back to their children and the children's hearts Back to the fathers. Amen? Amen. I'm going to close today. Amen. Dads, I, wanna, I just want to remind you today, as, as this word was presented, amen, that, that let's bring lordship back into our homes. Let's establish that godly influence that our kids need to seek. Can somebody say amen? And let's restore relationships with our children by setting Good examples to follow. They are looking towards you to be the influence in their lives. They are. Whether they're in disagreement with you, 
whether your relationship right now is a little hurt or damaged, they're still looking to you for approval. They're still looking for influence from you. And how you react to what they do will change the course of their lives. If you reject them and you continue to put them down, you're going to push them farther and farther away. But if you can just simply love them and forgive them and forgive yourself, I say forgive yourself, then God can restore. Let love be the factor or the, or, or the, uh, of what your relationship is built on. It's on love. Because kids are looking for that today. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand up for a moment?